Welcome to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Right now from New York, we're joined by Lily and Nate from My Idea. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Good morning. How are we today? Good. Nate, you first. Uh, you know, considering it's only 3.30 in the afternoon here, I feel like I've gotten a lot done today. <laughs> I, got, I got coffee. I had therapy, and now I'm doing this interview, and it's and it's just the beginning. Nice. So, and Lily, yeah. you've been driving yeah. from upstate. No, I was driving from my friend's house that lives nearby, but there was like this. Well, this is the time that school gets out, uh, and uh, there's a lot of school buses. And then I decided to pull over to try to just do this in the car, but then it wasn't connecting. But I've had a pretty um, busy day myself so far. Uh, cleaned a room, meditated, uh, went to a meeting, and talked to a couple people on the phone. Nice. So productive. Yeah, productive days thus far. <laughs> right. Um, my idea is a duo uh, formed, I think, like last year or, or a little bit earlier than that. Um, can. Can Lily, can you tell us the my idea kind of origin story? I mean, because you two have known each other for a while now. Um, Whose my idea was it to join forces? Um, well, so I went over to Nate's house on August nineteenth, twenty twenty. There we go. And um, I asked him to produce this song that's on my record called "Sweat Forever," and then we just kind of kept hanging out uh, every day since that day and once we wrote the song Cry Motherfucker we realized that we had to be a band and there was no choice <laughs> um, we had met each other we had met um, our musical match I guess and uh, we've been through a lot together emotionally musically everything and so the truth is we haven't even known each other for that long but it feels like we've known each other for 10 years yeah yeah uh in the song quiet motherfucker you state that you 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 were needing something um did you discover what it was that you were needing yeah i was needing to take care of myself yeah 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 and did but did you did you know at the time of saying that that you were speaking to yourself no 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 i thought i was talking um about romance <laughs> Um, now, I don't want to drag up too much of the recording period. It seems like it wasn't an easy time for you both, Nate, uh, on a personal level. Uh, but with that behind you now and looking back uh, on the recording of, of the song and, and the album uh, that is, has the same title, um, you know, wh what do you think about what you've produced uh, and what you went through at the time and, and what you came out with? I mean, it was it was pretty crazy i mean we we were very in the zone um uh really i i'd have to look back to see what the amount is but i think in the first month that we knew each other we wrote and recorded like 28 songs uh uh which like the first album's worth of material we wrote together um only one song made it onto this album so in hindsight, it was like kind of like crazy. We were like very like caught up in it and um, 
pretty much like all except a little tiny bit of that album was recorded within like two months of when we met each other at least more like two thirds of it anyway mm -hmm. um so i guess when i look back on it i'm kind of like surprised that like how many different like because uh, the album's very much like all over the place there are a lot of different kinds of songs and for being something where we were like okay this is going to be a songwriting collaboration project it ended up being pretty like fancy production wise and it's kind of all over the place uh, especially if you take into account like all the stuff that we cut from the album which might as well be oh yeah that stuff is trippy yeah <laughs> that stuff is particularly trippy and like trancy and maybe we'll put it out someday as some kind of like limited edition yeah. that's kind of the nature of this project that we figured out is that um there's probably going to be more material that doesn't make the cut than actually does so um we're kind of like we're working on another album right now and i think we've written and recorded 13 songs four of which we plan on keeping for the album so it's like between the cut stuff we had from the first album and just writing so far it's like we have something like 20 songs that are um, they're good good enough to release but we just don't really feel like they fit with the particular direction yeah, yeah. i'd say the, it's yeah. like chaotic production uh but also very um there's enough of it that we kind of got to like really keep track of it i guess like with that album it's like most of those songs I think pretty much all the songs on the album were like essentially done, like recorded, mixed at the same time that we wrote them. There wasn't like a ton of lingering on anything. It was just like finishing something and being like, okay, this is what it is. And then moving forwards from there. Yeah. It's a big part of the process. So our next album is going to be more of like we have a concept now that we, because we wrote a lot of songs before we even knew we were going to be a band. So now it's like it's gonna be a concept. I'm not gonna reveal the concept. It's gonna be concise and it's gonna be you know, we have more time to think about what it can be. Yeah. Um we kinda just put together the best of what we thought would be good in one album. And it's very eclectic, but I think it works. So things move. Yeah, it, kind of, it definitely it conveys what that felt like, where it was kind of this like creative like big bang moment or whatever, where like we both like have made a ton of music and uh, with a bunch of people and um, in modern band relationships, it's not uncommon to find people that you really click with musically yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah. really vibe with. But to find someone who you click with on a level so fundamental that you can consistently co-write at like that core level, that's something that is um, pretty rare and uh, special. Uh, and um, yeah, we kind of felt like we didn't have a choice. We were like, ah, <laughs> like, okay, we're already both stressed out. We got stuff going on, but like... It'd just be like fucking dumb if we didn't. Uh, I'm glad we did it. Um, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we did it. I think even if Crime Motherfucker didn't exist, we we knew we were in for it. 
So, um, but now it's uh, it's a good thing, and it's uh, that uh, the album represents like a dark time, but like we're both coming out of that dark time, and um, so there's like a nice light to be shed on the album. It's like that was the darkness. Now comes the healing, and uh, we'll hear what that sounds like. There's still gonna be a lot of depressing shit. Don't worry. <laughs> this is radio. No curses. I forgot. Sorry. Our song um, literally occurs. Yeah, yeah the, the title of the song is, yeah, yeah, I can't really escape that one. Um, the, yeah. the the video for the track, and I know you love um, working in the visual medium, um, it features a boxer, um, and it looks like you've worked him really hard, um, but there's also flinches of like relationships and anxiety, uh, and you know that ties in with the boxer as well. Um, you know, it's like he's trying to work things out. Um you know, so so it all kind of ties together with with the song, kind of shows the emotions of the song as well. Is that kind of the goal? Um, yeah. I mean, so that video was done by our friend Dan, and um, it was very every, everything you said was pretty much spot on. Uh, but it was it was very much his interpretation, yeah, of the song, which I think. That's really the way that song functions is kind of as a, uh, you know, whatever, like a, like an inkblot thing where everyone will probably pick out something different in it. And the whole, the whole way the track is designed is meant to be that way. So the fact that the video is what one person sees in that song, what it makes them feel it's very appropriate I think because I don't think there would be a way to express that song how we see it visually without it just being kind of completely abstracted at least for me because that's a weird thing that's also a weird thing about making a video for that song is it's like really long and it um it plays with your perception of the duration of a song it has that extended outro where time kind of becomes less relevant and the song becomes more of a physical space. Yeah, well, and, and that's great because we all take something different away from it and the fact that you two... You two, in the end, took something different away from the song as well from what it originally was, and it became something new for you. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same can be said for 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 us as well, and I think that's an important part of music, right? Like um, taking away from songs what you want. You don't necessarily need to listen to it in the way that the artist intended, uh, and get out of it what the, the artist may have intended for you to get out of it um, you know and that's how songs are brilliant and take on such important personal meaning and how you hold on to some songs forever yeah I think that's a that's a um, it's not something that's necessary but that uh, level of uh, with something being intentionally left up to interpretation stripping it of any individual meeting that's kind of an easy way to uh, find a distinction between I guess for me what I would say is like expression and documentation even though the documentation of something can be done in like a very like 
expressive way. But I think that it's like two fundamentally different ways to go about saying what they're going to say. And I'm really bad at saying what I want to say. <laughs> so I say a bunch of random shit and let other people figure it out. Yeah. Um, my dad's a painter and he has a opening for people come up to him and they say, what does this piece mean? And he's like, and he's a shy guy, but he goes, what do you think it means? And uh, that's kind of how I go about writing lyrics. Also, like, within my idea and within other music I write, it's just like, for me, this meant something at this time. Maybe it means something different for me, but I, I tend to write songs, songs, my bad, songs that are applicable to other people in a large way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if people ask me, what is your music like? I say, I don't answer that question. And I just write down my music for them. Yeah, nice, mm-hmm. nice. Well, that's so right. if you get rid of the context and just communicate the emotion, all of a sudden it applies to everybody. Exactly, yeah. exactly. All right, well, let's play the song now. Um, okay, motherfucker. It's the title track of the upcoming album, which is out on the 22nd of April on Hardly Art. Um, you, you can listen to the song now on your Bandcamp uh, and find it on Hardly Art as well. And hopefully, we'll talk again uh, when the album drops in, in April. Uh, you got a couple more singles on their way as well. Yep, we do. We have a, I think a, a single and then another video. Maybe. Single with a video and then another single with a little a picture. Like focus track. Yeah. Later nice. on. But. Very yeah. goodies on the way. Yeah. Well, let's play the track now. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. An absolute pleasure. Oh, Likewise. Yeah. Thank you for having us, Jamie. Yeah, thank you for dealing with uh, me in the car and then me here. <laughs> oh, no, it was great. I like that. I like that. I like the chaos. I thought it was pretty cinematic. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, have a wonderful day, uh, and hopefully we'll talk again. Yeah, love to. I like that. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, cheers. Bye. to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.